you're listening to episode number 147 of the Keto Diet Podcast, and today is a personal episode all about my hormones and my experience of going on hormone replacement therapy, bioidentical hormones, what my supplementation protocol is now, how my hormones are doing, how um, my life is after experiencing eight years of amenorrhea, and now having a cycle for about three and a half years, what it's like to ovulate, menstruate, all the things, and how I manage my hormones right this moment. Pretty excited about it. I love hormones. They can be really overwhelming and super hard to understand, but really it just comes down to doing what's best for your body and anyone can do that. If you have questions about today's content, head on over to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. Today's podcast extra transcript and all the bonuses of today's episode can be found at healthfulpursuit.com slash podcast slash e 147. I got one cool thing for you today, and this really aligns with our conversation on hormones, is that over the last year or so, I've been writing a book called Keto for Women. This has been a dream of mine for forever. I have done so much research for this book. It's over 320 pages, back-to-back information on how to customize your ketogenic diet as a woman. You can pre-order it now by going to ketoforwomen.com. There are a bunch of options to pre-order on that page. And when you pre-order, you'll be entered to win one of three VIP memberships into my 12-week Happy Keto Body program. Now, this is a lifetime membership, which means once a month, you get a group coaching call throughout the lifetime of the program. This is a prize valued at more than $600, and we're giving away three memberships. So once you've pre-ordered at ketoforwomen.com, go back to ketoforwomen.com, Enter in your details and you will be entered to win. Keto for Women has a process, a one, two, three step process. Each part builds on the last, guiding you through the process so that you feel in control and in the know like you're totally winning. Because after all, if you feel like you're winning, you're more likely to stick it out, trust the process and start to see actual results on your ketogenic diet. I really wanted to develop a step-by-step program so that you could become the fat-burning lady who has it all. Again, you can go to ketoforwomen.com for your pre-order details. Okay, let's do this thing. Welcome to the Keto Diet Podcast, the show all about keto for women so you can burn fat, balance your hormones, and heal your body. If you're new around these parts, I'm Leanne Vogel. You may know me as the international best-selling author of The Keto Diet and author of the upcoming paperback book, Keto for Women, where I'm showing you how to take charge of the imbalances that are ruling your life so you can discover your happy weight in three easy steps. Or you may know me as the nutritionist that likes dipping pork rinds in avocado oil mayo. I'm so glad you're here with me today, and thanks so much for listening. Okay, so I will give you a brief overview of what uh, my hormone situation is. Uh, Just to set the stage, if you're new around these parts or you don't know what I've experienced over the last 10 to 15 years, um, very quickly... I went off hormonal birth control in 2007. In 2008, I had been without a period for a year. Come 2012, it had been, well, a really long time since I'd had a period. 
In 2014, I decided to go on hormone replacement therapy by supplementing with both estrogen and progesterone. I took pills, I took patches, and after three months, I got my period back, quote unquote. I had a pretty bad allergic reaction at that point after a couple of months of being on it. My estrogen was starting to test really, really high. I was dealing with a lot of hormonal weight gain, uh, cravings, binging, purging. It got really, really bad. It triggered a lot of eating disorder tendencies that I had previously overcome. And so I went off uh, hormone replacement therapy at the same time as finding the ketogenic diet in 2014. After six months of being on the ketogenic diet, I had reduced my intake of all food quite considerably. I lost a lot of weight, which didn't help my hormone situation like at all. It made it much worse. And this isn't to say that by going on hormonal birth control, which I had been on for about 10 years, caused all of this. I think it was definitely a contributing factor. But looking back, I know that my relationship to food, how little I ate, how much I worked out, how much I stressed about things, my body fat percentage, the foods I did eat, the workouts I did do, it just all wasn't working for me in conjunction with going on birth control and staying on it for so long. It was just like a perfect storm. And so after I'd been keto for six months, I started feeling pretty yucky and I decided to do something about it. I did a ton of research, realized that women should be eating carbs, at least a certain amount of carbs, depending on where their imbalances are. I started eating carbohydrates on my ketogenic diet by developing a cyclical ketogenic practice. This was early 2015 and nobody, I repeat, nobody was talking about cyclical keto at all. I remember making a video on carb ups and having so many people comment about how ridiculous it was. <laughs> like, oh, carb ups. So I started carbing up. I started having carbohydrates at nighttime in place of fat. So I would eat keto all day. And then at night, I would take out most of the fat from my meal, incorporate carbs. I started eating a whole bunch more. I would like eat so many fat bombs. And I had so many sweet potatoes in my carb ups. I really quote unquote indulged. And after nine months of doing this, I got my period back. And that was October 2015. And since then, I've been getting a period almost-ish every-ish month. Now, I say that only because um, for the first couple of months, it was pretty rocky. My periods were 60 days apart, then 50-ish days apart, 40 days apart. Then it went to like 20 days apart. And then I kind of landed at around 28 to 31 days apart. Now, when I go on book tours or I'm writing books or I'm learning how to sail, uh, sometimes my periods are more delayed where... I will go about 48 days in between periods. Um, it was actually interesting. I'm, on my last book tour, uh, right after our last event, I was 49 days into my cycle. And as soon as the event was over, as soon as we got in the car, I got my period. And it was like, I remember feeling so relieved that the book tour was over because I was so tired. And the moment I just relaxed into it, I got my period. And so all these little things have progressed to me understanding just how sensitive this process is. In January 2017, I went back to the gym and just started working out two days a week in more high-intensity interval training sessions. And after doing two days a week for three weeks, I missed my period for two months. 
And so for me, it's been really, really important to find movement practices that continue to make me feel calm, to do things that make me feel calm, to really set up my life over the last four years to support my hormones instead of drive it down. And I say this only because when I'm talking about the progress that I've made, remember from the moment I got my period in 2015 to now, that's four years to develop a life that's more supportive of my hormones. And for me, this is very important. I lived eight years without a period. And any woman that's listening that has gotten their period and hates their period and is just so darn sick of getting a period every month, I get it. After four years of having a period now, I just like there are some months where I'm like, seriously, ugh. But like I wanted this and it makes me feel so much better and I like the cycle and I like constantly improving on my hormone health. But I just really, really want to be clear that this stuff takes time and it's also very important. If your cycle is not regular, if you have horrible symptoms when you're experiencing your period or you're ovulating or perhaps you're not ovulating and there's stuff going on, it's important that you get to the bottom of it because when you have imbalanced hormones, nothing else works properly. And it's such a great sign of the fact that your body isn't balanced enough. Now, that's not to scare you. This stuff, like if anyone can get their period back, <laughs> it's me. I had anorexia and bulimia for many, many years. I abused my body through lots of physical activity and a lot of different things. And so to look back and see how much my body has endured and where I am right now, it's just phenomenal that I'm even alive. So with that being said, I posted on Instagram a couple, well, I guess a month or so ago now. I'm sorry. Life is crazy. I asked you guys if you had hormone questions for me. So a bunch of questions came in. So I'll work to answer some of them. Back to today's episode in a sec. I thoroughly enjoy a good keto snack, and that should come as no surprise as many of the partners on the podcast are keto snacks. It's what most of us struggle with, how to pound back the fat when we're on the go. And that's why I love F-Bomb filled with high quality fats. Each single serve packet is keto friendly, no sugar, non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, peanut-free, and vegan, and they won't blow up in your purse like other packets that we've all tried. Just pure fats in an easy tear package. My personal favorite is their macadamia pecan butter. It's a real treat. Now, listeners of the show can get 20% off their very first order of F-bombs when you go to healthfulpursuit.com slash F-bomb and use the coupon code healthful for 20% off your first order. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com slash F-bomb. Use the coupon code healthful, all in caps, for 20% off your first order. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out the show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. How did you know when it was time to address your hormone issues? For me, it was pretty simple. I had gone at that point about six years without a period, and I was having a really hard time training, building muscle. Uh, my hair was really yucky. Uh, my breasts were very loose. I don't know how else to describe it. They were like fat pockets, like floppy fat pockets. <laughs> I know, like super descriptive. They just didn't look right and they were really saggy and my skin was really saggy. What else did I experience? I had like a bottom belly, like underneath my belly button. It was like quite a big ballooned up area and I just thought that that was really strange. 
And then even just like my mood problems, I had like very low libido. I was dealing with a lot of brain issues. And so that was kind of the sign, the signs rather that I used as motivation to want to get my hormones back online. And a lot of people assume that they can just deal with their hormones if they decide to be pregnant. And I don't know. I just, I guess maybe I thought that when I was younger of like, yeah, well, I don't want kids. Who cares? But as I started feeling more and more imbalanced, I couldn't help but think that maybe my hormones were at play, even down to my bone density when I would go for DEXA scans and <laughs> the technician would be like, um, so when was your last period? And I'd say like six years. Oh, well, and she'd be like, you really need to care about your bone health because estrogen contributes to your bone health. And if you don't have enough of it, you could be in trouble. Did you work with a healthcare provider on overcoming your imbalance? Yeah, I worked with a couple because I kept firing them because they weren't helping. Um, I worked with an endocrinologist that put me on hormone replacement therapy. That was the estrogen pill and the progesterone patch. Or do I have that backwards? I think it was that. So I worked with an endocrinologist at the very beginning. He convinced me to go on hormone replacement therapy. He used the whole bone density thing and just said, I need to get you on estrogen and progesterone, which I agreed to not knowing that it wasn't bioidentical and it could be actually super harmful for my health. So I did that for a couple months and then I had those really bad reactions. So then I found another endocrinologist who I worked with a couple of times and we ended up driving a pretty far ways. She was in another province to us. And so we drove there a couple of times and um, it basically came to the point of, do you want to get pregnant? And I said, no. And she said, come back when you want to get pregnant and we'll figure it out. So that was no help. Then I worked with a naturopathic doctor who understood that I was quote unquote broken. Uh, those were her words, not mine. I wouldn't use those words to describe somebody ever, but that's what she chose to use. She said I was broken. She said my hormones were really, really low and I needed to work on upregulating them. I was diagnosed with metabolic syndrome, insulin resistance. What else? A bunch of different things. But she said when it came to hormones, she wasn't a good resource and she couldn't help me beyond helping me with the metabolic syndrome and the insulin resistance. And that's how I landed on a orthomolecular doctor who helped me considerably for what I needed right then and there. Orthomolecular doctors, now I'm just summarizing here, they believe in a lot more, but they believe that the reason you are experiencing an imbalance is because you're lacking in nutrients. And for myself, that was definitely true. I started taking vitamin A shots, I uh, was taking B shots, B12, I was doing Myers cocktails, I was doing nutrient pushes, and these were all IVs. I went in two to three times a week and got all of this. In addition to starting on thyroid, desiccated thyroid, I was at 125 milligrams for the first year. At that point, I was not taking any other stuff. So I was on my thyroid meds, and all the vitamins and minerals. And in conjunction with the carb ups, which I mentioned previously, that's when I got my period back. And then I outgrew that doctor mostly because I found out that he had been prescribing the exact same protocol for every single patient that he met. <laughs> and although the little steps that he recommended to me were helpful, there were a bunch that didn't help that ended up costing me a lot of money and supplements. If you guys have been following me for a while, you probably have watched my supplements video where I share how many supplements I'm taking. And at that point, it was like 50 or something ridiculous. I now only take like two supplements. <laughs> my probiotic, my digestive enzyme, 
and my multivitamin. I don't take anything else. And that's because my body is in a place where I can. But I think a lot of the supplementation that I took just wasted money and made my pee very expensive. (laughs) So I ended up looking for another doctor. I was looking for a medical doctor that could help me, but knew naturopathic medicine. And that's how I found my current doctor, who I still go to every couple of months to test my levels. And that's when I started supplementing with bioidentical progesterone and DHEA. The progesterone was like a game changer for me. And I have chatted about it in previous episodes. It's just, oh my gosh, life-changing. Whenever I take a picture of myself and share it on Instagram and people say, oh my gosh, your skin is glowing. I'm like, yeah, that's my bioidentical progesterone. I've been taking it orally. I started with a smaller dose. I've upped the dose and... I feel like I could probably benefit from lowering it again. Um, I found up front I needed a whole bunch of it, and now I feel like I don't need as much. And with DHEA, I supplemented it with it for quite a while, like probably a year and a half. I was at 20 milligrams, and then it just stopped working. Like I started dealing with a lot of hormonal acne, and my estrogen was increasing, so we stopped the DHEA and... My DHEA level is lower than I'd want it to be, but when I do supplement with DHEA, even through the skin, I break out in acne. So if you don't know what DHEA is, it's a hormone that's created by the adrenals and it is converted into either estrogen or testosterone. And so anytime I take DHEA, it converts into testosterone. Now, this could also be that I'm quite stressed out right now. I just finished writing two books. It's been uh, quite a stressful couple of months. Well, like, let's be honest, the last year has been quite nuts. So I feel like that to me and stress and just lifestyle factors plays a huge role, huge, huge in hormones. And I find that in my supplementation. So it'd be interesting to see over the next couple of months when things die down a little bit and they're way, way less crazy what DHEA supplementation can do for me. So that's a little bit of my supplements, healthcare providers, um, how to supplement with progesterone was another question. I take it orally, but you can also find creams and such where you either rub it onto your skin or the best way to do it is vaginally, um, progesterone and DHEA both. You just like get the cream and put it right there, go to sleep, wake up a happy woman. Non-supplement ways to support your hormones, there are lots. Eating a ketogenic diet, carving up, going to bed at the same time every day. Luniception is a really, really important one. I talk about it a lot in my upcoming paperback, Keto for Women. And just being kind to yourself, having a self-care practice, spending time outside, uh, making sure you're getting enough sun, all the supplements that I mentioned, especially um, IVs, if you are working with a healthcare provider that supplies those. Back to today's episode in a sec. As a Canadian, I've been really spoiled with healthful meat all through my life. Grass-fed, grass-finished beef, pasture-raised chicken, heritage pork. I grew up on the stuff, and it tastes so much better than conventionally raised products. The beef fat is yellow, rich with vitamins A and K. The chicken falls off the bone and tastes like magic. The pork cooks quickly and with so much flavor without the need to marinate. You can taste the quality, and until recently, it's been really hard for Americans to get their hands on high-quality meat products that do 
their body good. And that's why I love ButcherBox, a meat subscription service that delivers this quality to your door every single month. Listeners of the show get a free breakfast bundle in their first ButcherBox, which includes two pounds of perfectly seasoned breakfast sausage and two packs of bacon free when you place your first order. The bundle will automatically be applied to your first box when you go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet and sign up as a new member. This offer is only valid for the month of April 2019. So go to butcherbox.com slash keto diet to get your free breakfast bundle. If you're unsure of the link, simply check out today's show notes for all the details. Okay, back to today's episode. Uh, How did you have hormone imbalances diagnosed? You need blood work or even better saliva testing. I've had my hormone saliva tested a couple times. It's just so expensive that I try to do it only once a year. Otherwise, now, you know, when I was really imbalanced, I was testing my hormones every month just to make sure we were on the right track. Now I do it every six months ish. How do you balance hormones while on birth control? (laughs) That's a really good question. Get off birth control. No, I'm just kidding. If you're on hormonal birth control, specifically the pill or anything that delivers hormones to you, it's going to be pretty challenging to balance your hormones perfectly. But I would get your hormones tested either through blood or saliva and then see what you're low in and work to balance those out. Now, Estrogen-based birth control is naturally going to increase your estrogen, which is going to throw off your progesterone. So nine times out of 10, I would say that women would benefit from supplementing with progesterone. But as with any supplementation, it's very, 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 did I say it's very important to test yourself before you start supplementing with random hormones? Please work with your healthcare practitioner to find out what you're low in and then supplement with only those and ensure that it's a bioidentical hormone. This is very, very, very important. How much of a caloric deficit is too much for somebody who wants to lose weight but is struggling with amenorrhea? Lost period after starting keto. Okay, this is like, that's not possible. Sorry. Any amount of caloric deficit when you're struggling with amenorrhea is too much. And this can be a hard pill to swallow for like, a lot of women and I struggled with this for probably a year until I gave into it. The amount of fat on your body that's required to have a, a balanced hormones is completely unique to every human being. For me, my fat percentage has to be pretty high, like higher, like triple the amount it used to be when I was at my leanest. And that can be a challenge to mentally overcome. And that's not to say that it will always be like that, but if you lost your period after losing weight, then you have to wonder if the if your fat was contributing to a healthier hormone profile. First thing you can do is test your hormones, see what's low, and try to fix it. But if nothing is working, you probably have to gain weight. Now, keto can make your cycle change, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. If it's changed, that's technically okay. Definitely test your hormones if you're curious, but if it's completely gone away and you lost a bunch of weight, that would signal to me that you need to gain back some fat so that your fat cells can uh, support healthy hormones. I'm sorry. I know that's probably not what you wanted to hear, but that's been my experience. Signs of hypothyroidism and next steps. The best sign of hypothyroidism is getting a test. So many of us will live so long with hypothyroid and not know it. 
And I struggled with it for many, many years and had no idea. And when I went on thyroid, I was like, the clouds parted, the angels sang, and I was the happiest human being on the world. So it's really important that you test for it. If you're going to test, tests that you want to look for is at least TSH and free T3. If your doctor only tests your TSH, you need to find somebody who will test at least your TSH and free T3. After you've determined if they're too low, you can work to balance your thyroid without any supplementation or uh, rather any hormone support. There are a bunch of options, including eating Brazil nuts and amping up your carbs a little bit with carb ups or eating more sea vegetables, uh, making sure that you're having salmon and nuts and seeds and all those things. If that doesn't help, desiccated thyroid is the thyroid of choice for myself, but definitely talk to your doctor about what your options are. And there's a question on how to prep your body to transition into the next stage, perimenopause, menopause. This is such a great question and we don't talk about this enough. And I think it's so great when women ask how to prep their body instead of, ah, I've experienced menopause and my life is a mess. It's good to address this before it happens so that your transition through this new uh, life experience is a lot more smooth. The best thing you can do to prep your body for this transition is go into it with balanced hormones. So everything that we've talked about in today's episode, everything that I outline in Keto for Women, in Happy Keto Body, in Fat Fuel, these are all of my resources that I've dedicated specifically for women's health on keto. It will go a really long way in helping you set up your hormones properly. Now, really the dull down version is eat enough, fast sometimes, look at the toxins around you, Opt for grass-fed, grass-finished beef, pasture-raised chicken, heritage-bred pork. Make sure that you are putting in as much quality in your body as possible, reducing stress. Those are really the high-level steps that you can do. If you want to find out more about my paperback book coming June called Keto for Women, you can go to ketoforwomen.com. If you do end up pre-ordering, make sure to go back to ketoforwomen.com so you can enter to win one of three memberships to Happy Keto Body. Good luck, and I will see you in a couple of days. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.